Thank you for coming back to Cocktails and Colts. I'm your host, Tyler Holmes, and the co-host, I think I poked this way, Jor- oh. Jordan. Jor- Jordan. I think we're reversed I. on your screen, probably. <laughs> probably. You know. Which way am I punching you? Uh, you're punching off screen the other okay. way from me. So it is right. Oh. Ah. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's following me again. Here is your segment where we talk about Colts and drink. <laughs> Beers, even though we call them cocktails. I drank a cocktail on the first first one. You did. You did. I take that back. Uh, we say cocktails because it sounds better with Colts than beer and Colts. Yeah. Although if we found an A word, it could be the ABCs. Oh. Colts, beer, aardvark. Yeah, we just need a little pet aardvark. We need a pet aardvark. Two aardvarks podcast. What? <laughs> My <bros. laughs> what are What are you drinking today? <laughs> well, this is from a, this is hyper local. It's called Double Wing. Wing? But it's it's their holiday ale. Yeah, this is this is from a brewery uh, up here in Northeast Ohio. By it, it actually comes from a um, a winery. A winery okay. has a brewery because we're we're well known in this area for our wines. Just saying, putting out there. You know, I come from where we're very well known for our wines. There is that. Okay, California does have a wine thing. And avocados. And avocados. You can keep those. But no, it's. <gasps> It just calls it a holiday ale. It's 8%, and it's not terrible. 8%, it's okay. Not, it's, you know, it's, yeah. What's mine? I think mine's only five and a half. Well, then. Mine's the same brewery as last week because I was not original and didn't leave the house to go anywhere. So we got some Brow Bros Sour kettle blackberry <laughs> why is it smelled like that <laughs> you know a little razzmatazz i guess and i hope the kids don't have to open anything <laughs> yeah they're fine they can use their teeth uh i should get they're a fun hardy. i should get a fun bottle opener you know i'm honestly surprised you don't have like like a, a taxidermied mouse i need to send you a picture i don't (laughs) i don't but my friend okay so (laughs) my friend Mm -hmm. back in the day a couple years ago went to her house for a party and she had made squirrel koozies (laughs) okay i need to (laughs) i made a tiktok about it It was on my old account though (laughs) Uh-oh. So I have the video somewhere and I should repost it, but I'm like, she knows how to treat a girl rat. <laughs> a squirrel koozie. It's even better than a squallet. Uh, yes. Does it actually keep the drink cold? I don't know. I drank it. I was pretty drunk when she already put it on there. <laughs> I mean, that's what we, that's what we use koozies for, right? Is to keep beverages cooled. Yeah. Or maybe to keep our hands warm. We, we use it to keep them cozy. Also, I need to I need to correct myself from week one. 
Oh, we were talking about it was towards the end of the episode, and we were talking about songs, and I said I liked Leonard Bernstein's "Hallelujah." It's Leonard Cohen. You know what? Maybe Bernstein also sang "Hallelujah." I don't think so. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, because I, our episode came out what yesterday. Our first episode yes. came out yep. yesterday. Yep. Yeah, so I, I was enthusiastically listening to it, and I, I heard that, and I'm like, Leonard Bernstein? What? It's the Bernstein Bears. That's Bernstein, <laughs> isn't it? I thought it's Bernstein. 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 Oh, it's it's Bernstein. Stain. <laughs> Bernstein. <laughs> Speaking of Bernstein's. Yes. There are some of those in this episode today. <laughs> burns or burns and stains? Or... Burns that may have existed in an alternate reality. I can't I can't wait. This Okay, so for everybody, the person that I chose today, which you've already seen on the description and name of this episode. Which I don't have any idea, by the way. Oh my god, she's a thing. Um so <laughs> I have watched over 24 hours of documentaries, other people's podcasts, and like listening to uh, other people talk about her and then doing research and reading about her on her own website as well as other people's. Oh, there's just, I don't even think I cracked the surface with all of that. There's just so much. Okay. Okay. And this person, so. Yes, a lot of people call her a cult leader, and I would say she does fit the description, but she's more of like a, I forget what they call it, like a high pressure group or like a high, I'm, it, it's a group of people, okay? It's a group of people. A- she, she still exists today, and she still oh, does. She's around. Yeah, she still does this to this day, and she is a thing, and I actually used to follow her, not like as a fan but like I was like in a very trying to get self-help and out there like researching things finding people's videos that would like talk about manifesting higher self and kind of I don't know trying to be a better person and be a better me and discover my boundaries and things like that and I discovered her and in the little bits and pieces of her that you get in on TikTok or like they're just little parts of her seminars, she sounds like she knows what she's talking about. But when you dive into her life, no, and what, she, what she really believes, it's quite, it's quite a thing. Um, I think I wrote like 12 pages of the script. So buckle up. Ooh, I'm buckled. I am in for a ride um and yes i broke my wrist everybody um i have a soft cast on right now that i will probably take off here so that i can actually scroll <laughs> i'm not supposed to but shh, don't tell my doctor they know i have a podcast do they yeah my doctor i have a podcast Let's see if you can see my bruising oh yeah you can see it more mm-hmm. on here oh wow yeah 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 and Whoa. my palm is like all bruised but it, is. it like dips in on my arm where the cast goes 
Oh the, yeah, yeah. The swelling on either side of it, and then it's tighter right there. So there's like a permanent dip there right now. But yeah, it hurts. So <laughs> we all wish you get better quickly. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I have my biopsies mm-hmm. tomorrow, everybody. So yeah, reload. Okay, hopefully the whole thing is on here. Let me just double check. I wrote the end last, so. Typically, the end comes last. I don't always write the end last because sometimes people Mm. don't talk about their like upbringing and beginnings in their episodes and stuff. And I like to dive into their how how this happened. Yeah, (laughs) their origin story, so to speak. Let's just say this origin story has two different uh, versions. (laughs) Oh, good. Her version and the truth, or is it like her version and? Her version okay. and the people who grew up around her's version. <laughs> ah, okay. So today, if you have guessed it, we're talking about Teal Swan, and that is her name. Teal Swan? <laughs> yes. So like a color and then the bird. Mm-hmm. Okay, just making sure I'm on the same page. Teal Swan. Okay, never. I've never heard of her. <laughs> Legitimately. You may have stumbled across her videos and swiped by (laughs) people share them people repost her videos and a lot of them do sound enlightened the little clips that they share and then you listen to around it like you do with the bible and it doesn't make sense anymore so (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh so i wrote i was first exposed to teal swan on tiktok like i said um and that is the danger of these short little clips that give you a glimpse into a piece of the pie. I see Teal as one of our modern day con artists. There is a smidge of truth between all the lies and dangerous advice she gives to millions of followers. But why do so many people hang on every word she says? How did she get to where she is now? Well, I dove in deep to uncover that. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Um, I actually had requests from people to cover her on Frightening Frauen. And then when we started doing the cult thing, I'm like, no, she needs to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. She's also frightening. She's She's frightening. She is. And she's a very, she's good at what she does. And she follows to the book what she needs to do that would get people in. all right i'll set you there don't fall down don't fall down beer oh my goodness do not fall down um so buckle up because this is gonna be a wild ride i wrote that i love it (laughs) i left my seatbelts at home i wish i could do what you do and just talk but (laughs) then i'll forget all the things (laughs) look i we're all different like i'm i freak out at the fact that you've written 12 pages and i'm just more of a we have different styles different styles different styles for different files different strokes for different folks excuse me what was that hand movement (laughs) (laughs) that was me stroking the engine tyler buford beauregard home (laughs) 
That's my name, everybody. If you didn't know my That's middle Patreon name. Patreon only. <laughs> we'll cut that little part out for Patreon. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, so I know people personally who are part of this cult um, or high control group <laughs> who have gone to her teal tribe re- retreats. Teal tribe retreats. I'll, I'll talk about this later, but she started that term back in like 2012 before she had a tribe. She just started calling people who were going to follow her teal tribe. <laughs> Don't worry, she has a name for us too. I'll talk about that later. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh my gosh. Um, as well as her public speaking events, uh, she sounds like she knows what she's talking about and speaks with such authority. Like if you hear her voice, and I may play a clip for you later just so you can hear what she sounds like. She sounds like like she's so egotistical that like mm-hmm. it sounds like she knows what she's talking about and like she's a expert in the field. She has no degrees, people. None. <laughs> I mean, I feel like anyone who really starts a cult, it becomes a leader of a cult. Like they have that ability to talk mm-hmm. and, and they could probably sell you ice in February or something, whatever that old saying is. Yeah. But you know, they like, yeah, they're so good with words. And you see this throughout history, especially when it comes to evil dictators and whatnot. Like they're smooth talkers. They can't back it up with actions. Or with you know genuine knowledge, but yeah, they can, they can, they can, they can sell you an ejector seat for a helicopter. I guess put it that way. Yeah, it's and and really the best con artists have a little bit of truth mixed in with all of their lies, so that they can be like, oh, well, that one thing makes sense, so the other rest of it must make sense, right? Right. Yeah. Plausible deniability. Like, well. I mean, this is kind of true, so maybe there's some truth in this. Yeah. Yeah. So she was born Mary Teal Bosworth. So Teal is her middle name on June 16th, 1984. So she's not that old. I'm older than she is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. She's a Gemini. (laughs) She's a Gemini. (laughs) And she was born in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Uh, when she was very young, they moved to Logan, Utah, um, home of many cults and UFO sightings. Hmm. Both may play a part in her. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Belief systems. Um, the Bosworths were not Mormon. They were Christian, um, but not any one denomination. Okay. They, they did try out many different churches in the area. They considered themselves new age Christians and kind of more later on leaned more into the new age stuff and a lot more of the spiritualism. Um, so they did try a lot of different churches and um, they were met. Uh, oh, sorry. I have met um, very kind and caring new age Christian people. They're normally the Christians I do like. <laughs> they're the ones who are not um i don't know they don't pick apart the bible in a way that for hate they pick it apart for love it's like a very different picking apart of things (laughs) yeah i used to call them pick and choosers they're definitely still yeah yeah pick what works for you Mm -hmm. and don't mention don't touch the stuff that doesn't yeah 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 and pick and choosers Yes, and both sides do that. (laughs) 
I'd rather mm-hmm. this side though, people who pick and pick it apart for love and just, which really you should do to, to better yourself instead of looking at something to control other people. Yeah. The, the goal is not to become pious and sanctimonious. <laughs> the goal is to love. What's the golden rule? Matthew seven twelve. Love your neighbor as yourself or yes, some which such. Literally, I, of course, I remember these things. Which literally in the Bible means to love those around you. Regardless. That's your neighbor, depending on where you live, as well as where you work and where like your neighbors are the people around you. And you're supposed mm-hmm. to love them. <laughs> Regardless of any beef or what have you. Disagreement. Uh, and in the way they need it, not in the way you think they need it. <laughs> yeah. Um, In Utah in the 80s, and even today, if you were not Mormon, you had a very hard time fitting in and being accepted. And that went for at school, work, making friends, etc. And many Mormon, Mormon families keep their relationships in the church, which makes it very hard for people to leave the church or else they most likely will lose their friends and family, which is why a lot of people end up staying in, even if they don't really believe it, is because they're afraid of losing their friends and family. Um, we'll go into another episode on that and dig a little deeper on that. But I, I was going to say, there was a show on FX like last summer. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of it now. It The name has oh. completely escaped me, but are you okay? I didn't feel, that didn't sound good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. I went to drink the beer and like my wrist just turned in a way I didn't like. Uh, yikes. But anyway, yeah, this is what a great recommendation. I don't know the name of the show, but it was it, it was um, based on a true life instance where like there was murder mm. in the Mormon community, and like it had to deal with the fundamentalists mm-hmm. and the more modern sect. Yeah, of, which are very different. Very different. Yeah, and it but anyway, it was on it was on FX. It was really well done. Uh, for what it was under the something of heaven under the gates of uh, I don't know something like that I am messing it up but it was on it was on Hulu you can probably find it we will definitely cover fundamentalist Mormons (laughs) they're very they're very different than non-fundamentalist Mormons and I will definitely make the distinction that not every Mormon or Jehovah's Witness is a bad person or anything like that. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're in a cult, but the fundamentalist side of things is different. (laughs) The fundies are usually, yeah, fundies of any group. Yes. Yes. If you're talking about fundamentals, yeah, suddenly it gets, it it gets children of the corn. (laughs) Yeah. That's a very much a high control group. (laughs) If you don't want to call yourself a cult. Yes. <clears throat> All right. Those who knew um, her growing up say she was showing many troubling behaviors. Can you hear my dog barking? Because the doorbell just rang. Okay. I cannot. Um, she wanted to be the center of attention, lied about things, throwing in a little truth in with her lies, had unstable relationships um, where she seemed to care more about what she could get out of the other person and giving just enough to get the other person to meet what she perceived as her needs. She had extreme emotional, um, emotional swings and usually towards anger. 
um, a fear of abandonment, as well as quick and extreme, like I said, outbursts of anger. A lot of those, um, there were some psychiatrists that I watch some of their podcasts on her and a lot of them say that um she fits into like a lot of the cluster b personalities um and um they don't want to like diagnose diagnose her but they're like here's the things i see and like why i would put her in these categories but pretend i'm dumb what are some um uh so like borderline personality disorder and hysteratic history i wrote it wrote it in here later but um those two are the two that they really see her as part of and they kind of went into depth of why it could be either one of those uh, but they would need to actually talk to her to know which one it would be um right definitely has narcissism and (laughs) (laughs) um and it makes it the, her being so open and like talking so much uh publicly mm-hmm. has made it kind of easy for some people to try to diagnose her <laughs> right and her being so egotistical about the things that she talks about and she doesn't hide it like she's like this is what I am this is what's going on and this is like who I um what I do and she uh feels uh very um okay with herself (laughs) i mean i feel like you'd have to if you were a cult leader Mm -hmm. ipso facto or like intentionally like you would have to like be kind of some well somewhat sure of yourself i guess i saw a shadow what was that hold on your audio disconnected Well, uh, viewers, let's take this time to um, tell you about the wonderful NPR drive here at uh, WKSU. Just kidding. It's Andrew. Andrew's telling her something. God only knows. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. No, as a social worker. Oh, in your Uh. room? No, no, no. I was being told the social worker is here. Not mine. My child's. Oh, okay. I apologize. <laughs> that is okay. Do you, need to, do you need to go? No, no. She's going to meet with, with Liam. So. Okay. Um, okay. She's bringing him a bike. Oh, nice. Okay. Liam's um, getting a bike. All right. So Mary Bosworth her name um says that her family only referred to her by her middle name teal which her family denies this but uh her (laughs) (laughs) um but again maybe they called her by her whole name when she was in trouble like i do with my kids and this is another partial truth (laughs) mary teal bosworth Or maybe she asked them to later on call her by Teal. I don't know, but uh, they do not recall her being little and calling her Teal. Um, she was married five times. And hey, one right. <laughs> by the time she was like 34. <laughs> you know, it, it, I guess gotta go through them. Um, uh, <laughs> And one of her husbands had the last name of Swan, not her last one, by the way, and she kept it 
even after the divorce and she re, re uh remarried created sorry she created a persona around the name teal swan so she legally has that name of mary teal swan and goes by teal swan teal swan. i mean i get it like if i met someone their last name was swan i'd be like you know what? can i just take your name yeah it's a fun that's a fun last name yeah uh you know absolutely um so what got the boat rocking and exposing teal well, Dr. John Dellen. I think I'm saying his name wrong. <laughs> how's it how's it spelled? Let's 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 figure D- it out. D-E-H-L-I-N. Delin. Delane. No, not Delane, because they, they wouldn't do that. Yeah, Delin. I think Delin. Delin. Dr. Delin is in the house. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, he's a popular podcaster who happens to be excommunicated from the Mormon church for asking questions. Yep, can't ask questions. He was given several chances to stop asking questions to the elders, and they finally kicked him out. His podcast is called Mormon Stories, and it's quite fascinating, so you should definitely listen to it. I should listen to that. Yeah, I would find that (laughs) really interesting. He is a doctor in psychology and behavioral science, and I would say an expert in matters of dissecting the social aspects of how a cult works from the leader to the followers and the psychology behind why some people crave to lead them and others crave the aspect of the being part of the group and following them. Um, A lot of the science behind um, a lot of what I am going to discuss, and I found a lot of articles using his works, so I'm going to rely a lot on his psychology for her, because a lot of this comes from him um, and his documentaries and his writings about her. Um, I hate that she uses the word tribe. (laughs) I was going to say, it's it's, it's an icky it's an icky word to use. Oh. Um, but but I, I was about to say, I find it fascinating that Delin seems to be uh, profiting off of her. Mm-hmm. And, oh. And, you know, oh, yeah. No shade. It's, you know, late stage capitalism. But I, I think it's really interesting that, you know, like he's making money off of this cult of personality who's out there just kind of doing their thing. So I'm glad. Interesting. Glad yeah. She makes enough money off of it. Why can't someone else? Right. You know, honest to goodness. I love that it follows your beer. <laughs> did it follow my beer? It did. Oh, not as much that time. Oh. Uh, maybe I thought a face was on there. For those who don't know, I switched to my iPad. Because I didn't like the microphone I was using. And apparently my iPad's camera follows me. So... And I'm not using my microphone because for some reason this headset has started having interference with it. So, yay. <laughs> I do have a headset. I should try, you know, if all else fails and I, you know, I don't want to sound like an underwater chipmunk anymore. But well, I guess I could try. Fun. Under- <laughs> so now we get into what Teal is most sought after. And that is her belief in recovered memories oh okay this was taught in the 80s through 
like the mid 90s as a technique for those who had trauma they could not pinpoint the cause of so if you mm. remember you could remember parts of it but not all of something that happened or you had some traumatic uh, or PTSD but you couldn't pinpoint exactly what it was from right okay <clears throat> yes we we do know we can disassociate um, with times in our lives to protect ourselves or sometimes to um, take it a step further into like disassociative identity disorder, um, which I did a frightening frown episode on with an expert on the matter um, a couple of weeks ago. So you can go back and watch that if you want to know more about how disassoci- disassociation actually works <laughs> and not mm-hmm. Teal's uh, idea of it. So, <laughs> right. Um, Teal believes we can completely recover memories by guiding the person into remembering them through asking guided questions. This is extremely dangerous. This has been proven and why we do not do this anymore (laughs) to implant memories into people as well as twist them so that it becomes something completely different. So there's a partial truth of what happened to you. Like, let's say you were like molested as a child. And then they add on to it and make it worse and worse and worse and worse. Maybe it happened to you once and then they implant the memory that it happened to you from the time you were like two until you were like 10 when it happened. Oh my gosh. Could you? Yeah. And then you're really remembering it that way, but that's not what happened. Right. Yeah. That's, that's honestly terrifying. Mm -hmm. And it happened a lot. Guiding repressed memories. Yeah. That's, mm -mm, that's no, that's no good. Don't, don't don't do that there's a reason why like child psychiatrists and child psychologists never ask leading questions with children because it does kind of make, well, maybe that did happen. Maybe that is the way. Right. Yeah. They I ask, remember this wrong? Like, yeah. Yeah. But they ask the children to show them or they ask the children, what else happened or what were you smelling? What were you? So the kids are telling you and not them being like, Oh, well, did you smell anything burning? Like then, like, Oh, right. maybe I did, you know? So it's, it's very, very dangerous. And every time you bring up a memory in your mind, you kind of change it every single time a little bit. Um, And it could be something really harmless in like a positive memory that you're just remembering another detail that may or may not have been there, but you can do this even more through guided things like EMDR and art therapy and We use those techniques to help you create safer memories so that you're not as traumatized by them. Right. Yeah. I did EMDR for my PTSD. Yeah. So you're doing the opposite where you're like creating a safer memory and the littles go and do this too, where they create a, which we talked about this a little bit ago, off off air. Um, Off air. About how littles will create a place to, when something triggers them to go back to a time where they were traumatized they then can have a caregiver that takes care of them the way that they wish they had been taken care of back then and it recreates a memory of care right um so it's a way like that has been proven to be way more helpful for ptsd and trauma in general to create to recreate a memory that's positive instead of doing that there's other there's other techniques right. but um none of them are to make it worse <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so teal has um counseled uh 
So many of, oh, so many of the people Teal has counseled um, come out of these sessions remembering their closest relatives who are often the ones opposed to the relationship with Teal, physically, psychologically, and most often sexually assaulting them in their childhood. These people go into these sessions with these family members as their closest allies and leave these sessions hurt, confused, violated, and with a relationship that will most likely never recover. That's terrifying. That is absolutely terrifying. Yeah. And they believe think her. that you could do that. Right. Because they trust going, her. Yeah. There's that, there's that trust and suddenly no one. Yeah. Oh, that's terrifying to think of. Um, so this very much seems like a tactic to remove the people who are against heal from these followers lives. I 100% believe that. Don't come after me. Yep. It's, it's alleged. <laughs> I mean, it sounds, I mean, yeah. just hearing about it now, yeah, absolutely. Get these people out of your life. What better way to do it than, than to to um, instill distrust into that yeah. person? Like this and, person may have essayed you or, or something to that effect. And, and suddenly, yeah, well, I'm not going to listen to what you say. Obviously, you don't want me to see Teal because it's going to uncover the truth. And y- yes, wow. Yeah. I mean, that's super manipulative. Um, it's horrible. And like, I'll talk about it a little bit more later, but she craves being the center of attention and cannot even fathom someone else having the spotlight for a reason. She hates me. <laughs> <laughs> and doesn't think, she doesn't think people should look up to anyone but her, by the way. That's ridiculous. I think I write it in here later. If not, I will come back to it because she says the absolutely most outlandish thing in response to people asking about anyone better than her, anyone she looks up to, or anyone who's even a peer to her. She she sounds like Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) How's that for an esoteric reference? Oh my gosh. Which is who I'm going to be being. That's right. You are. Yep. I'm going to be guest on for a drag show. <laughs> you need you need to you need to have your drag king name. I know I do. Tyler, everyone thinks it's my dead name anyway. <laughs> Interesting, even though you go you use it on what most social media apps. They think that that's your why would okay. you should do it I should do it with an ER. I was going to say ER. <laughs> OR IR really really confuse people goodness all right our memories (laughs) physiologically and and psychologically do not work this way did i oh yeah okay they don't work that way neuroscientists have found we cannot just unlock a memory like this and we are just implanting memories this is why emdr and art therapy work to put it simply Um, We can recreate a scenario from our past and make it safer and more secure for ourselves as a tool to kind of go back in time in a memory and fix some of the trauma and be there for ourselves. And then I talked about the littles, which I just talked about. (laughs) Um, So it's our way to be like the adult in our lives as a child and be the person who we needed. Which honestly, even, even as an adult and having done EMDR, and like the therapist I was working with kind of decided we're just going to go through the whole, we're not going to go about, you know, like the main thing that brought you the PTSD. Mm-hmm. 
we're going to start at the beginning. And suddenly there were things that like I hadn't even thought of in years, mm-hmm. but they're there. They are there. And yeah. So really fascinating stuff, how that works. Yeah. Not something to mess with. No. When no. you don't know what you're doing and you don't have any degrees or training in it. <laughs> right. Hmm. all right so let's go back to when teal swan was younger remember she grew up in the 80s and 90s and what was prevalent especially in religious communities can you guess can you guess well it was reaganomics well that too back then the (laughs) satanic panic oh yeah oh of course the 80s yeah yeah i mean that started yeah yeah i keep saying yeah but yes the satanic yeah. panic was everywhere. I remember that started. It was always music. Kiss. Oh my gosh. I couldn't, listen kiss. To, I couldn't listen to, uh, what's that CD I just got in my $10 grab bag? Um. <laughs> oh, you didn't tell me. You didn't tell me what the CD was. I saw the movie and I don't remember the movie now. Texas but... Chainsaw Massacre. Um, That's the movie. That's right. Gosh, it was a, a Jesus Freaks. Uh, oh. DC Talk. Is that who it is? I don't know. I remember someone, someone Christian. DC that sounds familiar DC talk I don't know something like that but yeah Jesus freaks and I wasn't allowed to watch listen to that um so maybe if you played it backwards it would have a secret code oh Pink Floyd yeah play, the play rich. The... <laughs> well all right um, so there was a case that happened when Teal was a little girl, and she very much knew about it. Her parents talked to her about it through the whole trial, whole case. And do you want me to get into it? Because I wrote all about this case here. But and it is oh, absolutely crazy. I mean, because you know what else? Like what else kind of started around this time? Like you have the satanic panic, and then suddenly now you have games mm-hmm. because video games were becoming more elaborate, and also TV shows like Beavis and Butthead. I mean, obviously, we're, we're skipping to the '90s now, but I remember the whole um, the whole debacle over Beavis saying "fire, fire, fire," and like how that apparently um, going convinced to someone to to yeah to burn their to burn their house down, and and they they I, I can't remember the, the entire outcome, but I know they couldn't air mm-hmm. that episode anymore. That's so but ridiculous. Yeah. Go into so, your story. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. The McMartin preschool trial. Do you remember this? It sounds familiar. It really does. So it was a daycare essay case in the 1980s, prosecuted by the Los Angeles District Attorney Ira Rayner, um, member of the McMartin family who operated, sorry, members of the McMartin family who operated a preschool in Manhattan Beach, California, were charged with hundreds of acts of essay on children in their care accusations were made in the 19 in 1983 nevertheless arrests and pre-trial investigations took place from 1984 to 1987 and trials ran from 1987 to 1990 the case lasted seven years but resulted in no convictions and all charges were dropped in 1990 by the case's end it had become the longest and most expensive series of criminal trials in american history the case was a part of a daycare essay hysteria or moral panic over alleged satanic ritual abuse in the 1980s and early 1990s. Several hundred children were then interviewed by the Children's Institute 
um, International, a Los Angeles-based abuse therapy clinic run by Key McFarlane. These names are weird. Uh, the interview techniques used during investigation of allegations were highly suggestive and invited children to pretend or speculate about supposed events. By spring of 1984, it was claimed that 360 children had been abused. Astrid Heger uh, performed medical examinations and took photos of what she believed to be minute scarring. So any tiny little like freckle, she was taking pictures of on the children. Um, oh no. So there's all of these like genital photos of children of any little blemish that they had. Um, none of them had like major anything. Like all of it was minute. Um, right. which she stated was caused by penetration. Um, journalist John Earl believed that her findings were based on ups, um, unsubstantiated medical histories. Later research demonstrated that the methods of questioning used on the children were extremely suggestive, leading to false accusations. Others believed that the questioning itself may have led to false memory syndrome, which is what that causes. Yeah. He recovered memory therapy among the children questioned only 41 of the original 360 children ultimately testified on the grand jury and um, pre-trial hearings and fewer than a dozen testified at the actual trials. Um, Michael Maloney, a clinical psychologist and professor of psychiatry, pre-reviewed videotapes of the children's interviews. Maloney testified testifying as an expert witness on interviewing children was highly critical of the techniques used. And honestly, they couldn't be re um, evaluated because of what happened, like because of how they were questioned. Right. Um, referring to them as improper, coercive, um, directive, problematic, and adult directed in a way that forced the children to follow a rigid script. He concluded that many of the kids' statements in the interviews were generated by the examiner. So they'd be like, this happened, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, transcripts um, and recordings of the interviews contained far more speech from the adults than the children, which is also never what you want to do as a forensic psychi psychologist or psychiatrist. I think right. just psychologist. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think and, psychologist. And demonstrated that despite the highly coercive interviewing techniques used initially, the children were resistant to interviewers' attempts to elicit disclosures. The recordings of the interviews were instrumental in the jury's refusal to convict by demonstrating how children could be coerced to give vivid and dramatic testimonies without having experienced actual abuse. The techniques used were shown to be contrary to the existing guidelines in California for the investigation of cases involving children and child witnesses. Some of the accusations were described as bizarre, overlapping with accusations that mirrored the emerging satanic ritual abuse panic. It was alleged that in addition to having been essayed they saw witches fly traveling in a hot air balloon and were taken through underground tunnels when shown a series of photographs by danny davis the M mcmartin's lawyer one child identified actor chuck norris as one of the abusers 
If I were Chuck Norris, by the way, I'd be like, excuse me? I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad their lawyer like was able to get someone else in there to realize what was going on. Because, right, yeah. Um, some of the abuse was alleged to have occurred in secret tunnels beneath the school. Several excavations turned up evidence of old buildings on the site and other debris from before the school was built, but no evidence of any secret chambers or tunnels were found. There were claims of orgies at car washes and airports and the children being flushed down toilets to secret rooms where they would be abused. When this is some Harry Potter stuff right here. What kind of a toilet is this where you could put fit a kid's body in it? Good night, Irene. That doesn't exist. Uh, then cleaned up the and presented back to their parents. Some child interviewees talked of a game called Naked Movie Star and suggested they were forcibly photographed. Um, during trial testimony, some children stated that the Naked Movie Star game was actually a rhyming taunt used to tease other children. What are you, what you say is what you are. You're a naked movie star. <laughs> it had nothing to do with having naked pictures taken. What the heck? Who are these children? <laughs> what is happening here? We, we say weird things, okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Judy Johnson, who made an um, initial allegations, made bizarre and impossible statements about, and I watched a documentary about her, and she is, poof. Um, Raymond Bucky, including um, that he could fly through the prosecution, (laughs) asserted Johnson's mental illness was caused by the events of the trial. Um, Johnson had admitted to them that she was mentally ill beforehand. Evidence of Johnson's mental illness was withheld from the defense for three years and when provided was in the form of um, sanitized reports that excluded Johnson's statements at the order of the prosecution. One of the original prosecutors, Glenn Stevens, left the case in in protest and stated that other prosecutors had withheld evidence from the defense including the information that Johnson's son did not actually identify Ray Bucky in a series of photographs. Stephen also accused Robert um, uh, Philip Ocean, the the deputy district attorney on the case of lying and withholding evidence from the court and defense lawyers in order to keep the Buckies in jail um, and prevent access to exonerating evidence wow oh my gosh it was just insane i remember this happening i lived in california so maybe that's why right. I remember, yeah, like after fresh. the trial like they were still talking about it for like years after the trial um but yeah it all got thrown out the children still to this day are like i think some of them have even like class action lawsuit the um the would it be the prosecution right the city of whatever because the they implanted these memories that they actually remember and it caused trauma in their lives and like they're having to deal now with trauma that never actually happened oh my gosh yeah 
And so this was going on when she was little and her parents were really, really invested in this that was going on. And they talked to her about it a lot. Um, and so it was very prevalent in her life and I think has a lot to do with what she says later. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so back into Teal's life after that. Back into Teal. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, oof, yeah. Uh, satanic panic is fun. Uh <laughs> Her parents were both school teachers and described as mild-tempered and easygoing. They were super into that case and talked to her about it for years of the trial. And she was um, scared and fascinated by this. And later on, this shaped a lot of her origin story. This started Mm -hmm. with her being put into therapy because she was a very difficult child, according to people in her life. Um, And it only got worse. (laughs) I don't think therapy helped very much. And they say she was dark and troubled and they (laughs) wanted to get her help. Um, She showed next to no empathy or compassion for others. And they wanted to intervene. Uh, The therapist and they took her to, okay. So this is not the first therapist they took her to, but it's one later on that they took her to when she started exhibiting more issues Um, Her name is Barbara Snow, and she lives in Utah, I think still. She seemed to specialize in satanic recovered memories. She has a degree in social work and is one on the National Board of Child Abuse, but the controversy of those she treated um, who have come forward with very similar recovered memories (laughs) um, that we know now did not happen. Satanism does not work like this. <laughs> right. At all. Um, so I I have talked about it before in other podcasts. Um, my mom was very into the satanic panic. And even in the 2000s, it that was tracks still, for her. Yeah. Yeah, that tracks for her. Um, and so was my church and school. Um there have been small outliers that have used the name of like Satanism or the church of Satan for their own sick pleasures. I would argue that a lot more Christians do this. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. But they use that term without actually practicing in the way that it is meant um, on the satanic temples website reads, The mission of the satanic temple is to encourage benevolence and empathy, reject tyrannical authority, advocate a practical common sense, oppose injustices, and undertake noble pursuits. Yeah, like if you actually look at the Satanists, they're not uh, bad people in any way, shape, or form. Like really, their, their entire modus operandi is just, yeah, just like that, benevolence. Uh, they spend their time and money publicly and in a very showy way fighting against hate groups of marginalized people and trying to make the system all or nothing with freedom of expression of religious beliefs. We can get into that on another episode, but it is not a cult. So <laughs> it, might right, be yes, a pa- it might be a Patreon episode then or a bonus episode, yeah. but um but yes, they are not, uh, they're not a cult. They're an organization and they try to create an actual 
premise of equality among religion religious expression um they're not even actually a religion <laughs> i say yeah they don't really identify as a religion so no no um so back to barbara snow uh, she was put on professional probation in 2008 after the Utah Division of Occupational Licensing, um, or by them, saying that she fabricated her notes and destroyed someone's computer with a baseball bat, uh, hiding uh, evidence. Like how zooming in on you slowly. <laughs> this camera is wild. I'm so sorry for anyone watching on YouTube. <laughs> Don't focus on me. That's all I can say. You're giving him something fun to look at. Sorry, I was dancing. <laughs> I was listening. You're you're definitely the one that's fun to look at. Okay, fun sounds weird there. Never mind. Um, <laughs> assuming to get rid of evidence and files again. Sadly, this was all a little too late because the damage had already been done to Teal because she convinced Teal she had been ritually abused in the name of Satan as a child. Oh, God. I think Teal wanted to believe this, though. Like, I... Oh, yeah. Like, you you want... Like, if you want an origin story, you, you need an origin story. You need some kind of event to have had to have happened to you. Oh, yeah, I wrote, I do not think that was hard to convince her of. <laughs> As right. she was already obsessed with the case involving stories of the same abuse of the memories she was implanted in her head. On top of this, she is obsessed and loves the attention she gets from having this story. Of course. Yeah, it, 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 it furthers her cause. So, woof. I knocked my camera. Also, you've been slacking on the uh, cocktail by the way. Oh, because I'm talking so much. You are talking so much. There we go. All right. I feel better now. <laughs> <It's> good. <laughs> I usually don't put, so when I go to the brewery, they don't put the flavor in there. So it's just a sour beer. And then you add the flavor and I just put a tiny bit of flavor because I like the flavor of the sour beer. This has more blackberry in it than I normally would have put in there. But. Ooh. But it's good. It's good. Um, oh, okay. So we're going to talk about a childhood friend of uh, Teal's that Teal claims she does not know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Teal. All right, Go Diana. <laughs> Diana Rivera uh, grew up with Teal as best friends in Logan, Utah. And were inseparable. They wanted to spend every moment together. Their parents became concerned about the fact that they seemed to be only to only be friends with each other, and that they did not seem to be comfortable apart. Um, she has photos, close relationships with Teal's family, etc. And now, because Diana has come forward about all the lies Teal claims. <laughs> to helen back she does not know diana <laughs> and oh, she God. never met her what mm. how can that even like pass muster like do her followers just like not oh. even oh once you get into all her lies like this is a small yeah. one yeah <laughs> 
this is a tiny one. This is tiny. Teal is older than Diana, which gives the power dynamic Teal is comfortable with. She was the cooler, older friend, and Diana hung on every word Teal said. They became friends when Diana was nine and Teal was 11 and went to the same school. Edith Bowen that focuses on biology and nature and was on a college campus in the area, which seemed like a pretty cool school. Um, it looked like a, almost like a Montessori school before they were like a thing. Uh, Teal started telling Diana stories that were outlandish. I think to test Diana's loyalty and friendship to her, or maybe Mm -hmm. she is just a compulsive liar, but Diana remembers Teal telling a story about a ghost dog that lives in her ceiling. <laughs> ceiling. Teal would give what? Diana. Yeah. Teal would give Diana alcohol when Diana was nine years old and tell her to drink shots of Irish cream. Um, Teal was drinking them too, like they were nothing. So Diana had said, like Teal would put back like five, six shots, and Diana's like sipping on it like barely choking it down because you're nine (laughs) oh gosh Um, (laughs) this is a pattern this is a pattern of teal wanting to be the expert and best at whatever it was she was doing while others um could like struggle along like (laughs) and be shocked by her ability to like do them or be comfortable with whatever it was Ooh, and there's some things. Um, she started showing Diana hardcore pornography. Why? Of BDSM entrapment, harm, ritualistic reenactments, and lots of pain. Diana was scared. Teal would not hang out with her if she would reject them or look away. Um, what, what was the age difference? Like, I know you said nine Diana and was eleven. Younger. Two years. Why would Teal know of this stuff? Oh, I think I know, but, and I get kind of into that in a little bit, but her her mom was a counselor and so, and she would counsel older children and she had some books on like, she did have some like human sexuality books from going to school and her degree and stuff. So, and Teal would read those books, but I think how she actually got into it was the internet. We, the internet was a wild wild place back then and she yes. would look into like the ritualistic stuff which i think got her into this other stuff but those cluster b disorders that i was talking about both of them have a heightened sexuality as part of their um oh, characteristics okay. and using your sexuality to get things right okay <clears throat> so teal was very overpowering and and in control she did not feel like she could even look away from what she was being shown or say no to what teal was was showing diana um she recalls a time teal searched a website on um, diana's family computer and it was a zoophilia website and many psychologists who have reviewed what we know of teal see a lot of this as well as um, like I just said, that goes into the borderline personality disorder. Right. Um, Teal called herself the Wiccan goddess of sex. Um, and like I said, hypersexuality um, can be a part of both of those disorders. And that started at age 12 um, and has heard a lot oh. about these 
Um, she had heard a lot about these ritualistic satanic abuses, which then in those times of the internet would lead to those other things. Um, and a lot right. of what she first started showing Diana were reenactments of like ritualistic type stuff. So I think she was searching for those and then discovered, right. yeah. and discovered the other stuff. <clears throat> yeah, it's cute. <laughs> it's something. Makes me feel better about what I found in my kids' phones. <laughs> yes, I suppose it would. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Teal would say she had mind control over men and could show them her body and make them do what she wanted. Teal's parents had a lot of spiritual, um, spiritually sexual books that were theirs, like for them. Um, that she was not supposed to be reading, but she was reading them. I mean, we're but she as, was reading anyway. Yeah. yeah. As children, I would sneak into my dad's room and see what was in there. So I, I used to do the same with the library. <laughs> go to the go to the section and be like, oh, what's this book on the Karma Sutra? What's this? Yeah. Oh. It's just drawings, and you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. Um, uh, yeah, okay. Oh gosh. Uh did you have a do you have family video in your area? Fam we used to until they all closed, but yeah. I mean they're all closed, but did they or, have like the back room? Video? Not that one, but we think we had a it was like a, a local, like a family owned business and they had a back room. Mm. Yeah. Tyler. I need to use the restroom. Okay. <laughs> I'll keep them entertained. Go use the restroom. Well, I mean, or you could just have Lee cut this. Oh, that's true. Okay. Let's that might be time. easier. <laughs> and the camera following me. Oh, that's true. Okay. It will not follow you to the bathroom. Anyway, I'll be right back. I'm so okay. sorry. I'll find it. I'll find this part. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Why is this not charging? All right. Some sometimes I have days where my water pill works too good. Today's one of those days. I spilled my beer. Oh no, no, no. Oh, Tyler. That's, That's where you sleep. I know. I have another set of sheets. I can switch them out. 
Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. I'm sitting on a towel. <sighs> okay. Okay. Hold on. I gotta get my my uh, pupper here. Okay. Good girl. All right. Back to this, Lee. <laughs> sorry, Lee. This is what, like an hour in? Just about an hour, a little over an hour in. So yeah, we can I'll, tell I'll her. find it. I'll find the exact times. <laughs> sorry, Lee. Sometimes I want my water pool just works too good. And I, I can't help myself. Okay. My dog you is be trying less to kill hydrated. Me. I couldn't. You gotta drink your water, Tyler. All right. Okay. Back to the. Oh, it's still not charging, and that was my whole point of spilling my Knocking beer. Knocking over your beer. Yeah. There we go. Okay, we're charging now. <laughs> All right. Teal's parents had a lot of spiritually sexual books. Like I said, she would read, but she had um, unfiltered access to the internet, which is dangerous. She would boast a lot about how she could control men by acting sexual around them, and her mind control powers were pretty much limitless. <laughs> Diana, looking back, says that Teal had not really been around adult men. <laughs> at that point and the two of them were always together and she goes on to express that she thinks these were all made up and a fantasy to seem cool <laughs> Teal yeah. yeah because being that age and, and saying you have control of men I mean I'm not saying that that couldn't happen but like where is she going to have the um, ability to do that yeah I guess is, is more to the point of what I'm trying to make. Not not that guys wouldn't, because guys would, let's be honest. And I'm not um, saying that she wasn't abused. I It wouldn't surprise me if something had happened to her, especially with how she behaves. Oh, yeah. And Absolutely. cluster B um, uh, disorders off usually are triggered by a trauma. So I'm not saying she didn't experience um, yeah. any trauma. I'm saying everything she says is not truth <laughs> right you have to kind of fact check everything yeah uh teal was so graphic about what she had what she would do and how she behaves that were mimicking a lot of the videos they would watch diana says teal expressed that she was abused and was not afraid to talk about that but later on as an adult what she says happened to her in satanic rituals growing up diana would not had not heard about when they were children so it's not like she was saying those things that she later on goes to say happened and diana's like she said a lot of shit she was very graphic and she would have told me that if that was the case right um teal wanted the attention from telling her the abuse she went through so <laughs> So let's go back to a few less traumatic lies she's told. Okay. Um, and these are some she tells to this day. On her website, she claims she is a ballerina. And there are some videos of her on, the, on some of the documentaries of her uh, doing ballet. And she's about 12 years old. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, but none of the videos are professional. And... 
they're not showing any like skill and actual ballerinas and dancers have looked at these videos and they're like at 12 years old if you're going to be professional later you would already be further than that like she was not she was struggling yeah and being born in 1984 being almost 40 her knees would be shot most ballerinas i know who are older Mm-hmm. knees are shot maybe they are <laughs> yeah um she claimed to be a professional ballerina and nowhere is there any proof of this um on the website she also claims to be a professional horseback rider professional skier uh, and a long track speed skater these are okay. all examples of little bits of truth in a giant lie ball <laughs> giant lie ball i love that she was in ballet classes as a child. She's probably gone horseback riding. She may have gone skiing. There's no proof anywhere of her being pro at any of this. The most we have are some childhood videos of her fumbling through things. Um, she even claimed to be on the Telemark Ski Association, which is a pro team, and said she was fourth in championships. Baloney of truth in a sandwich of lies. Baloney of truth in a sandwich of lies. Here's she a, reminds me of Michael Scott. She does. <laughs> like, like this one thing happened in your life. Like, you know, you drove a car and suddenly, yeah, I'm a certified race car driver. Like, what? Like, I got the <laughs> thing at Legoland. It says I am. Uh, yeah, exactly. Here's an email from the actual organization about her time with them because she did. She did ski with them. <laughs> This is the president of the company, by the way. She this was is amazing. She was on the DEB team and did not do very well. She was on it for one year and did not produce. Then, when asked for for help, dropped off. They asked to help her. Dropped off the face of the earth. Some is true and some is not. She in all red. I don't know. I don't know. All oh, red that's... in the email. She yeah. was not fourth in championships ever (laughs) (laughs) she she needed a lot of work then they follow up with another email also she never trained from 7 a.m to 4 30 ever i was the president at the time she was on dev team no fourth place actually no placement at all the only real part is she was on the team for a year that's it And then another email from her Uh, in 2003 to 2004 season, our records show that she only raced in two disciplines at nationals. She finished the giant slalom slalom in in fifth place and sprint in eighth place. With these two finishes, she would not have been ranked as fourth place overall at nationals with fifth and and eighth place. Yeah, no. She did not have combined points calculated for that year because she didn't finish. In 2004 to 2005 season, she finished sixth overall at, at out of seven women at the nationals. Again at Schweitzer Mountain, um, she was ranked fifth out of seventh in the combined points calculation for the year. I do have a team list for 2005-2006, which shows Teal on the B team. This is not on the website, but is in the files for my history project. 
And I have a phone <laughs> list on my computer, which includes her on the 2005-2016. However, she did not race at nationals in 2006 or any of the four other sanctioned events during 2005-2006 season. And she is not listed on the points at all for 2006. <laughs> Oh, no. But on her website, <laughs> it says that. Oh, my gosh. And I found it, like, on her website. You go find it. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. I mean, she's just going to keep going. Here's another one. <laughs> she also claimed to have been a supermodel, and she was sought out by all the top photographers. She is beautiful. I will say she's a, a gorgeous human being. She's mm-hmm. She could be a, a She may have modeled. Maybe. Could have happened, I suppose. I mean, I've I've been modeling since I was 18, 19, and uh, I'm not super. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a lot more published no, no, out there no. than she does. <laughs> Oof. She has nothing. Oof. Nothing. I could There's find nothing. nothing. No portfolio. Mm-hmm. But she has a reason for that. So she was sought out by all the top photographers and editorial companies. She was being fought over left and right. All all the photos, though, disappeared when she emerged teal swan and confronted the photographers who were using and abusing her, that she would be coming forward and telling people that they did. Um, So they buried all her sought-after photos away and all the places she was published vanished her image that is why there is no proof of this now yeah that doesn't work that way teal you can't just go to a photographer and say hey take that down oh my gosh um which we know that because (laughs) of my other episode with ember (laughs) um so i find this very disgusting that she talks about this because i have had predatory photographers. I know our guest Ember has talked about having predatory photographers. It happens. And she is feeding off of other people's traumas, but making hers worse. Like she's like, oh, you're going through this trauma? Well, I've been through something worse. I've been through all the traumas. She's compared, yeah, the the competition. Yeah. So Teal was also very into Wicca, but not like real Wicca. Walmart Wicca. This is more of the shock and awe of the satanic panic version of Wicca. Ah, yes. What my mom would have taught me Wicca was. <laughs> <laughs> she claims to this day that she is a powerful witch with magical powers. As said before, her parents were very concerned about the behaviors um, they knew about and took her to many mental health professionals to try to figure out what was going on with her. Diana remembers that Teal's parents were almost scared of Teal, and Diana understood that fear. Teal would have um, have this satisfied and devious look on her face anytime she really shocked Diana, and she could not hold back the fear or concern um, for the activity that they were doing. So anytime Diana like actually showed any sort of fear or shock or awe or whatever, um, Teal would have a very like devious, satisfied look on her face. Teal often would just take her clothes off when they were playing, especially outside, and found enjoyment in the shock of people seeing her naked. 
you you're a kid what are you doing yeah she was like 12 when that started um teal's mom no one investigated their her parents like no one was like hey what's going on here why well her parents were trying to get her help so i think that okay they may have been working like with her parents to try to get her help because her parents knew something was wrong like they yeah like that's were not not, in denial that's not normal (laughs) no it's not i didn't do that (laughs) no i didn't either (laughs) hell no jesus christ Teal's mom was a school counselor on top of a teacher and had a lot of books at home that Teal would use to try to self-diagnose herself as well as how to behave to fit different mental health disorders. She would use this when in therapy or school. She started becoming almost obsessed with being mentally ill. Her temper ran extremely hot and everyone around her was terrified of her. Um, when she did not get her way, she would have horrendous tantrums. So her mom, yeah. It, and I think that her being that way when she was younger, now she's very even, like very even tempered, stays like stoic. And like, I, think I, wonder, if, she, I wonder if it's medication. I don't think it is. I think that she learned that she didn't get her way with tantrums so she can play this almost like... Oh, okay. Calm, like she's that calm person where like you get the other person worked up and then you're like, why are you so angry? Why are you yelling? Like mm-hmm. kind of behavior. And they, she knows that that will get a rise out of people. And so right. she's learned yeah. she can get more of a rise out of people and people will listen to her if she acts like extremely calm. Um, She does get heated though about some things, but she has this like, I'm better than you look on her face the whole time. Like, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, now how did she get all of her followers she has that's it um, by using her story of hor- horrific ritual abuse to bring enlightenment to others her story is shocking and traumatic and society is addicted to trauma we listen to podcasts like this one uh, <laughs> hello hi We watch crime procedurals and horror movies. The news is full of traumatic stories um, that keep us on our toes. She knows this, and she wants you to be a part of her story. She claims to have witnessed the deaths of seven infants. Here's the here's the um, the burning. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Here's the burning. Um, from being thrown into bonfires to being grilled on (laughs) on barbecues as a sacrifice to Satan. She claims that for 13 years, she was taken each weekend to a man who claimed to be a therapist that was actually a Satanist who performed these infant killings and would essay children, including her. He would bind and gag her, then assault her in graphic detail that she describes in videos if you want to listen to it but it is false and I don't want to traumatize you more. Right, um, yeah. Her entire image and stance on spirituality is based on this abuse. She claims happened to her and has made a lot of money off of it. People love a success story. She claims to have overcome and not only that, but used it to rise up and help others. That um, her one-size-fits-all method works and that if you only follow her and how she healed, you will be healed too. And remember, the trauma you went through as well. So you need to remember it to heal it from it. And she'll help you remember it. 
Um, without the story, she has no leg to stand on. No one would be following her. She needed that rising from the ashes story to gain the notoriety she has. But no one from her childhood believes her. Everyone from her past calls her out on this bowl. Was she abused? Maybe. We all go through trauma. We all have hard things that happen to us in childhood and adulthood. So we have a semblance of connection with with her. If she can do it, then I can with my measly traumas that are not nearly as bad as hers. Right. This is not a shocker that those who follow her are bruised, traumatized, scared, lost people who are seeking answers and help. She seeks these people out. She wants people who appear to her to be broken beneath her and going through something that they have not healed from yet. Um, They go to her because she has been through what seems like worse and has come out stronger. There are some other wild things she talks about. She claims to have been, (laughs) oh my gosh, she claims to have had a cannibalistic childhood mentor that hollowed out a human corpse and placed her inside and sewed it shut. Here's her words. (laughs) What on the fuck? Okay, so the best friend, she said, my alleged abuser's best friend was a mortician. So during his programming sessions, he liked to use bodies quite a bit. His friend was not the greatest of characters. So um, he would he could gain access to the bodies before they were cremated. And he would do a lot of really horrific stuff with me with that late at night. Like he'd take me into a mortician's office late at, at night. And when I was about, I'd say, eight years old, He ended up sewing me into a body and leaving me there for about 12 hours. The group that I was with, one of the members was a mortician. And so that was a good, that was good for the cult or two, for two reasons, I guess. The primary reason being that they could gain access to these bodies whenever they wanted to. The second would being that they could procure human blood for whatever ritual they wanted. Where do we even start? Uh, like, the fact that I also watched two, uh, there's a few different morticians that I saw videos of that were reading this. And they're like, is this possible? No. No. <laughs> they're like, what if the body was like a really large person? They're like, their rib cage is still the same size. There's still a rib cage. Yeah. Also 12 hours. Don't you think someone would be like, hey, Where's Teal at right now? Ah, she's hiding in that body again. Oh, 12 hours. Oh my gosh. Like, how can you not see this as anything other than like a fabrication? And she said, like, they only hollowed out this area. And then after they let her out, they ate his leg. So she also ate a leg after she she watched the body. She watched them eat the leg. She doesn't say she ate the lake. After being sewed in there for 12 hours, which we know solitary confinement, anything like that where you would be in, in, in such a close space. A traumatizing no light close space. 12, you would be hella traumatized. You would be like, you'd be gone. 
there's no one who's going to come out of them and be like, oh, yes, afterwards, I watched them eat a leg. No. Oh, my. And she taught, oh, when you hear her talk about it, it's so, like, just, this is what happened. Also, all of this is not the worst part. I, the worst part is what she's actually doing right now with people. (laughs) What is she doing right now with people? Please tell me. What is? I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Okay. Okay. She tells stories of using and drinking blood. Um, that they would eat the limbs of bodies she was sewn into. She also claimed the same man used her and her sexuality to lure immigrants over the border to use immigrants for human sacrifices. What border? Where are they in Utah? (laughs) Canada? (laughs) What do you do? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, when did her oh. her stories turn into a cult? It is hard to see um, when enough people started following her, but the earliest I see her content is 2012. And today um, on YouTube, she has over 1.6 million followers. That's just YouTube. That's wild. That um, is. Yeah. Like there's TikTok, there's like Instagram, there's her website, which I'll get into that later. Um, the comments are terrifying on the videos, claiming that they will follow her to the ends of the earth, hanging on every word she says, and got, got off their prescribed mental health and physical health medications, and are leaning in to their traumas or conditions to get help. Yes, she tells people who are struggling with depression to lean into it, follow those feelings, and even to visualize your death and how you would do it, and what it would feel like following through with a plan i scrolled up where was i at a plan a plan you were at a plan uh yeah found it followers Mm -hmm. uh she was writing multiple or she has written multiple books that she claims are enlightened through her words and self but this (laughs) then leads to seminars uh, so that led to, to her doing seminars. So she wrote books, started doing seminars. Um, this is where I found her was when she was doing seminars. Sem- okay. And um, honestly, tiny chunks of this um, sound like she knows what she's talking about. Um, she has the formula of a guru down. But when you sit through a whole seminar, all of the words and circumstances, you see a darker picture. These self-help seminars are more like teal help because you can't do it without her. She's not showing you how to do it yourself. You have to. That's the grift. Yeah, that's the grift. Um, And that's what's problematic and dangerous. These people are desperate for acceptance. You um, to do good, to help others and help themselves. And she uses this. After the seminars came the retreats. She has one coming up next month, by the way, if you want to go. <laughs> Where? Okay, so Where? here it's in Costa Rica. So this is the description for the retreat coming up. Um, it's called the Curveball Experience. And by the way, she's really leaning into the documentary that was about her called The uh, the Deep End. Uh, uh. 
and she uh she uses that term in her website a lot now like the word deep especially um in her website a lot <laughs> this documentary is not good about her by the way <laughs> um, i, I want to watch it now where, where where did you find there's it? a paywall i watched it when it was free on oh. so it was free and now there's a paywall but hopefully it. it becomes free again i would wait for it to be free again yeah uh, but there's spend money on her but there's a doc <laughs> there's a podcast that the same person did about her um which is worth listening to and i think it's called the gateway okay um yeah so the curveball experience is a deep dive if you are interested in a week of calm relaxation and positivity this is not the right event for you this event is the exact opposite of a bystander experience or a relaxation retreat the curveball is an experience where teal swan does what she does best she takes you on a deep dive sorry <laughs> into your shadow and potentially your light but definitely your shadow definitely your shadow uh, she shows you the truth about yourself and the truth about your life which <laughs> truths which you may um, have been hiding from yourself don't worry she will show you what those are because you're hiding them curveball yeah curveball requires a willingness to be vulnerable so a willingness to let her in and do her thing um, it requires the courage to let go of coping mechanisms that have been keeping you safe because although these coping mechanisms have kept you safe they have also kept you safe from the life you want to live we call this event the curveball because teal swan does not prepare in any way for the event instead she shows up on the first day energetically reads each person as well as the group and designs her curriculum accordingly in this event you will also be actively participating in the transformation process of the other attendees within your group experience guided by teal swan and our hand-picked completion process practitioner team probably her inner circle uh-huh that's what we call it the grift i'm surprised she doesn't call it like the teal circle the teal circle different colors if you are ready to be brave enough to see and do what is necessary to create a shift and if you're ready to get your hands dirty in the raw awareness that is necessary for genuine healing to occur for yourself and for the other people in the attendance then we we would feel blessed to have you here come and take a deep dive with us in this extraordinary workshop you will be going into it completely blind and so will she as an extra sorry existential extra sensory that is a different word than i was trying to say yeah as an extra sensory teal swan the internationally recognized personal transformation leader will show up completely unprepared she will observe the group. <laughs> She's you a procrastinator. Don't <laughs> you don't say. She will observe the group and based on her observation, she will custom design the workshop to the specific attendees that stand before her. A curveball is something that is unexpected. We didn't know that. Um, <laughs> surprising and disruptive. We call this workshop the curveball because the, how many, the, who wrote this? 
because I pulled this right someone off. Someone not website. good with copy. This is the, someone who's clearly terrible at copy. <laughs> good night. Because those of us who know Teal know that she loves to throw curveballs. It is a guarantee <laughs> that by attending this workshop, you will encounter the unexpected. You will be surprised, and the patterns that are holding you back will be disrupted. I mean. I guess I could see how people would fall for that. You know, someone who really wants to change, they've tried things, hasn't worked, and you you hear stuff like this, and you're just like, well, this person's going to come in guns a-blazing, not knowing what's going on, and they're going to curtail everything to our experience. Like, you know, like, okay, sure. You're going to want to, you're going to want to believe this to be true, mm-hmm. you know, but like, oh, man, what a grift. Yeah. I, how much is this? Like, oh, do I'm you getting have... to that. <laughs> okay. I can't wait. I cannot wait. All right. It will not be possible to attend a curveball workshop and for your life to continue along its current course. The question is, are you ready for it? Register now. Limited spots are available. This retreat will consist of four days in a row of workshops. This is an all-inclusive retreat where food, accommodations, activities, and workshop itself are all included in the price. All meals are vegan. You will primarily be working with Teal's team members and other participants, not directly with Teal. Of course. Yeah. She's going to fuck off the second she gets there. She's going to go in and do her little like, oh, okay, we'll do this. Everyone's Yeah. Um, There is a $500 application fee and the trip costs U.S. dollars, $7,500 for a shared room of three to four people and $8,400 for a single room. Ah. If you can't afford this, she does have a premium subscription to our website, and that is only $79 a month. Are you kidding me? She says it's like Netflix for truth seekers. Oh, no. And enter only if you are ready to dive into your own truths and truly be healed. They claim it is brand new knowledge never before taught. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm sure. Wow, what a what a ripoff. $8,400 to have your own room. It's like it's like the fire festival, but like <laughs> self-help. Oh gosh. That's hilarious. I like you know it's probably like bare, like bare necessities what you're getting here at this like. I mean, if you've seen uh, the documentary, they do follow her down to Costa Rica with her like little groups that she does but i've Mm -hmm. i was watching some podcasts about people who had been down there and i know a couple people who have been into her retreats okay and yeah it's pretty scary i mean it sounds like it you're going down there and it's just the power of suggestion be like hey these things happen to you right 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 yeah and here's how you fix it okay there you go I, i don't write about this in here but there was a girl having a seizure at one of them like she found out later that she had epilepsy and Teal was saying that it was like her inner demons trying to get out. And so Teal like comes over her and starts like screaming over her and like, didn't let anyone else touch her. And then like, it was just like this very crazy traumatic experience. Not um, how you handle a seizure. No, essentially. No. <laughs> screaming um, at the person. Yeah. Oh 
god. I mean, there's a there is a healing and like there's like a scream therapy that can be really healing to get like the emotions out and like uh, which is why you want to yell when things happen sometimes. Maybe that when a person is seizing. <laughs> Just um, throwing that out there. Maybe that's not the best time for it. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Of course, there are things she says that sound and are insightful, but the follow-up and the techniques, as well as her belief as she pushes that she is the only one who can help you and give you these insights is what, where the problem lies. As someone who has been to therapy since I was seven, uh, I know I can sound sometimes like I am providing that service to others because I can use the language that therapists have used with me forever. And then it sounds like I know what I'm talking about, but I, I mean, cause you do, but yes, but I'm not trained to actually help. Oh, others. right. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, like she mimics the things that she went through in therapy, like the, the verbiage and like the, the words that they use to try to sound like she is giving sound advice right and really yeah. she's using buzzwords within like the spiritual community um we, she, we call them uh we also call them like uh free floating signifiers things that you can say and, and the person has like an idea of what that means one like the best example i can give you is like family values like that's a free floating signifier people love to use it's a buzzword right you say like yeah i stand for i, I stand for family values and you're just like Oh, so it just kind of is your own thought on what does that mean? Yeah, everyone's family has different values. <laughs> right. Same with like words like man, woman. Those are also free floating signifiers too, where it's like everyone has a different idea of what a woman is, what a man is. Right? Masculine like don't and feminine have... too. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stretch my Buzzwords though, right? Like buzzwords yeah. that you throw out there and people react in the way that you think they're going to because that's how what that's what they have instilled in them yeah yeah and i will remind you she is not licensed she is not a therapist she is not trained in providing that service not only does she provide um light advice or what is that i don't know what i was saying there she is diving in and messing with a life advice life advice light advice light advice uh, she is diving in and messing with people's minds, thinking she knows what she's doing. In my yeah. opinion, it is a form Ooh. of mind control when implanting yep. these memories and separating people from their families and loved ones. Uh, she seeks out people who have been through traumatic experiences, people contemplating suicide. That's a huge one that she uh, seeks out. Um, people very depressed and looking for a glimmer of hope people looking for acceptance and to be part of a group people who have abandonment issues she gives them that hope not in a tangible thing but in herself as right. the one with all the answers this is so dangerous because she is using what these people are desperate for and pretending to have it for attention profit and i think for that sense of importance um she has been seeking for her whole life um, she puts the world into two categories. So here's, here's where we get where our name, what we're called. Um, mm -hmm. Her followers and believers are called the Teal Tribe, which she has been using since before she had followers. <laughs> um, 
Uh, when no one was calling themselves that. Uh, right. And the teal truthers, which are those oh, who no. question her, are calling out any problematic or dangerous behaviors. Hi. <laughs> Hello, teal. And let me tell you, there are a lot of people who are who were in her tribe that are now on the truth side. On the truth side, yeah. And it is funny that the word is truth. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. As if that is a bad thing. Watching her call them that, the teal tribe, shows how much um, she just loves herself and the attention her name gets. Watching her, um, she appears so narcissistic, and I'm not a trained professional in diagnosing, and I can't personally say she has is has narcissistic personality disorder, but others do say that that do have the credentials. Yeah, and it's 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 pretty obvious. I mean, yeah. Uh, she even believes that physical ailments all stem from emotional trauma in oh, our lives. Of she has a very long description of this, but here is a very problematic part. Um, this plays in modern day view. Oh, she plays on the modern day view of karma, as well as some other new age stuff thrown in there. Okay, so this is from her website, and it's just a portion. Mm-hmm. Like she has this long thing about physical ailments and how they're not actually physical. Including car accidents. That gets in here too. All right. So ultimately the root cause of our problems is in fact trauma, emotional and mental trauma that is unresolved. When we think trauma, we need to think much broader than we currently do. Trauma is simply a distressing or unpleasant experience. Looking through this lens, we can see that something as simple as being taught a painful belief about the world is a trauma. Okay. I can understand that. Being yeah. weaned, weaned as a trauma, something, uh, being weaned is, is a trauma. Uh, something like assault. Um, I don't want to say the R word too many times on here or we'll get like kicked off of everywhere. Um, or war is, is simply an extreme form of trauma. A trauma is an experience that puts us in a state of resistance, most especially a state of fear. All too often, we survive trauma and disassociate from it instead of move through it and complete it. If we do not find a way to resolve the trauma, it becomes an ailment. It impedes our expansion. It causes the blueprint of our being to be affected, and the physical body manifests as a direct response to that blueprint, which in circumstances can be true. We can have gut issues and stuff because of mental health things going on or vice versa. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's absolutely true. Okay, I need to not lean on my wrist. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't don't hurt yourself. Um, see, there's like glimmers of things that are like true. And then she mixes it in with very problematic things. Um, so what about ailments where you can actually see a physician uh, or a physical cause such as radiation or accident injury, such as a car wreck? That's where you think you have me, right? Think again. In this universe, which is based in the law of attraction, like is drawn to like. You can only experience something you are a vibration to match to. 
this means you lined up with that physical cause in the physical dimension because of the deeper emotional and mental cause. For example, unresolved grief makes us a vibrational match to tragedy. For this reason, it is not unheard of for a demographic of people suffering from similar unresolved grief to be a match to a collective tragedy that triggers cancer, such as a nuclear disaster. So nuclear disaster can happen because there is like communal trauma. So Chernobyl was communal trauma. Mm -hmm. No, I don't think so. Teal. <laughs> this is that the was real... an aptitude. <laughs> This is the real reason why you can expose some people to a physical cause, such as a virus, and find they are immune, whereas other people immediately succumb to it. The same is true for accidents. The two most common vibrations people have that make them a match to accidents is a feeling of powerlessness and also a thought pattern of self-punishment. An, an accident neutralizes our guilt and it is also a reflection of a prior trauma that is unresolved. To even line up with an accident, there has to be a mental and emotional issue in place. And I will tell you that where your body is injured in an accident is also no mistake. There's already There already has to be weakness present in the area for the injury to cause to be caused to the area. Oh my God what like and people believe this like i'm not trying to make fun of anybody i know like you you, you said you were into her and, and and such but like this is just not this this is what she no no no, no yeah, yeah right that's this the thing. is just people get into her because of the self-help like guided meditation like the the lighter things that she talks about that are on like right like youtube she has like short clips that are a lot lighter than this and like not as crazy and then it gets you slowly into the crazy stuff oh yeah yeah she kind of, kind of just kind of folds it in there yeah uh she claims to have medical intuition and can cure and heal people when modern medicine can't she tells them she can x <laughs> x-ray and see into their bodies with her mind and eyes she can see mm. everything from bones down to the strands of dna okay all right Neil, you're cut off put down the <laughs> put down the alcohol teal no 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 she needs a cocktail nope. she needs a cocktail is correct she needs a very stiff cocktail my first one that I spilt is gone. I need to open my other one now. <laughs> I need a cocktail. Yes, you do. It's the same thing. I don't have to in introduce it. No. One, one, yeah, you, you already introduced it. So you Oh, Tyler. <laughs> I'm just spilling everything. I'm bubbly. Oh, I'm so sorry. That was a nice intermission. That must have been the beer had a trauma. It had a trauma. <laughs> the beer had a trauma. Teal can see that trauma. It was a we bubbly can't. trauma, and that's why it a bubbled. bubbly trauma. <laughs> oh no. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. So she says she can see what sicknesses are in people and why they did not have the ability to fight them. Why they got that illness, which leads to her guided meditations into teaching you about your traumas that caused this to be able to come into your life and how not getting her help for that trauma was what allowed it to happen. It is your fault for not seeking her out. Okay. So put the guilt trip on. Now we're guilting people. Oh, and of course, you know what she's going to say if it doesn't work. It's on you. Yeah. You you didn't try hard enough. You weren't, you didn't want this enough. Yep. Yeah. Oh, And her retort to those who say she does not have the training for healing and um, the mind and body, she says that is propaganda by Big Pharma. Uh, the, The government and companies do not want people healed. How does she do this? She is part extraterrestrial. <laughs> of course. Why not be extraterrestrial at this point, Teal? Sure. She's part human and part extraterrestrial. And oh. these are the powers she got from the alien side of the family. Who else does she also claim to be? Ronald Reagan? God and Jesus. Oh, of course. Uh, whoa, I bet you Anne's not happy to hear that. Oh or... my God, Anne. I wonder. Darn. I wonder if that's how she got her powers as Anne passed away in like 1994. <laughs> so Teal was eight, right? No, six. And she got the powers from Anne. Well, Anne died, Anne died in what, 2021? Oh, so... never mind. It wasn't 1994. Never, yeah. It yeah, wasn't. You're, but... right. you're right. It was sooner than never we mind. We had two second comings at the same time. Ah, this is ah. going to work. <laughs> Dang it. All right. So here's some quotes from Teal. How do I have all this information? It's because I'm extrasensory. I'm not, I'm not limited to this dimension or time space reality. I did not come to earth with specific mess with a specific message. I came here as a course turner. I am a game changer. Okay. And you're over there going like, is she a narcissist? Yes, Tyler. I, I think she's a narcissist. Just, this is all alleged. <laughs> okay. Yes. Very sorry. Alleged. Don't but, sue I mean, us. <laughs> honestly, if we got to the level where we're getting sued by Teal, I, I would consider that an honor. You're not going to get anything. There's nothing to squeeze out of this term. You're <laughs> <laughs> saying good luck. Uh, gonna... Can she heal my cancer? No. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. I mean, if, if we're if we're part of big pharma over here, I don't think we would be worried about you having potentially uh, potentially having cancer. Yeah, I don't need Jesus. chemo. Yeah, we don't. You don't need chemo. You need teal. I need tealo. Oh god. <laughs> uh, her followers see her as more than human and having all the answers. And if they are not getting better, it is their fault for not believing enough, not doing enough work, not trusting her enough. How else does she make money? <laughs> she makes and sells Here's random this. objects. <laughs> yep. She makes okay. little, little doodads and sells them. And they're healing. They have healing vibrations. Um, they're like beads and glass glued together. 
she calls them tre- Teal's treasures. Uh, she also paints paintings that have healing vibrations in them and they will heal anyone in the room accepting their healing powers if it was this easy teal I think we all would have done it already and it'd be done (laughs) they're funny they're not great Um, Mm -mm. they don't have to be they have healing vibrations Oh, yes. So the documentary, The Deep End, dives into the retreats, speaking engagements, therapies, etc. And I'm not going to say we are getting the 100% picture of it from the documentary. There's hundreds of hours of filming pushed into eight episodes, but it is really enlightening. And I watched this as well as her speaking on the episode. So she made her own like episodes responding to the episodes. Mm-hmm. And they are interesting. Terrifying, yeah. They don't make her look better. No, I'm not surprised. And she even says on them, like, beforehand that you have no right to, like, use parts of this. You can't, like... <laughs> and it's public domain. Like, you can't even I was gonna say, say that. If you, out, if you put it into the public domain, Teal, that's not how that works. No. Anymore. Um, so she had a servant, for lack of better words, in this documentary and in life for over 10 years, named Blake. Um, they used to date, then became best friends, and then he became her servant. He even washes her hair. Like, he's the one who washes her hair in the, like, on the show. It's really weird. Um, Teal does not um, like that he starts dating a woman named, uh, I think her name is Juliana. I wrote a Julia and Juliana on here. Hmm. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Whichever one is correct. Whichever. Um, Jay. Um, and he moves in, her into the house, and Teal is getting vibes that Julia, Jay, um, should not be in the inner circle. And in response, she creates a contract for the people in the inner circle saying it is because they have a special life and can no longer live under normal earthly rules. And this contract, this is just a couple of the things on here, okay? One is Mm -hmm. no one comes Mm -hmm. before Teal. (laughs) Of course. Not even your family or children. Of course. Why would they? You can't have any personal boundaries that would affect Teal. They cannot use their own name. If Teal gives you a name, you use that name, which is a tactic that cult leaders use to strip you of your past self and create a new self that you identify with and take away your past. It is a it is a tactic that many cults use. Yeah. <laughs> In this meeting, she sat Juliana, Julia. Jay down and asked everyone in her inner circle and each around the circle each person to talk about all the reasons Jay was not happy and what she was doing wrong this did a couple of things this does a couple of things in a high control group it creates the us versus them mindset sets the inner circle above and in the power of another it also shows the leader that they control you and that you will follow what they're trying to tell you to do on top of that it makes you not want to disobey the leader because then you might be in that hot seat and having everyone telling you what's wrong and having the 
same person that you're looking up to sitting there and berating you. Yeah, no thanks. Uh, this all shows Jay that if um, she goes against Teal again at all, um, that she will, not that she did, but she will be shunned and no one will come to save her or comfort her. Um, Jay needed to be broken down to be able to follow Teal and see that Teal is above her. But it is clear Teal does not like her the whole documentary. (laughs) Um, Eventually, Blake does decide to leave the compound to be with with Jay. And Teal changes. Um, She seems to realize she is not all-powerful. Blake has been with her for over 10 years, and he is trying to say goodbye to Teal. Okay, so she is sitting up on the counter, like, stoic face. He's about to leave. Mm -hmm. He'd been living with her and with her almost every day for over 10 years. He, like, comes over and, like, puts his hand on her leg and is, like, trying to say goodbye. Like, I care about you. We've been friends for a really long time. She says to him, you are a fucking loser and you will always be a loser. like his face like I cried like like her words were hilarious but this poor guy and I'm glad he got that closure because I feel like that helped him move on and be able to leave because oh yeah absolutely (laughs) um (laughs) oh my gosh yeah I even wrote in there I was sobbing watching this part like he looked defeated like he his oh and she talks (laughs) about this later on on a different documentary or a different podcast that she was like being asked questions on. And she's like, well, you didn't get the whole picture. Like there was like hours before that happened of us talking and stuff. And you don't see what led up to that. And I'm like, I don't care what led up to that. Like that. Yeah. No, (laughs) it doesn't matter at that point. I love this next part though. Okay. Teal tests her own organization in the documentary by hiring a private investigator to look into herself. <laughs> what? And the Teal tribe. She thinks that the investigator will discover she is amazing and her followers will tell him this. There will be nothing ta- tangibly bad about her. <laughs> Narcissism? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, is that what happened? No. He discovered so much that is problematic and is frustrated. He was so frustrated with her and felt manipulated himself by the whole thing. And is he was not going to pretend that it was fine because she paid him. Like he wasn't just going to, I have a job to do. You paid me to do a job. That's the job I'm doing. I'm not doing the job you want me to do just because you paid me. This is my job and you paid me my fee. Like It all seems so ridiculously like fake, but it's not. Right. Um, now the most controversial part of this that had a lot of people wide-eyed listening. She was questioned on whether she had any peers. This is what I was alluding to earlier. People she looked up to, and she said no and looked offended. He would even ask this. And she responded, This is a quote. If I lined up all the fastest people in the world and had a race and the fastest man in the world ran and won, are you going to tell the fastest man that he does not have the right to teach you how to run? (laughs) Okay. What? This is not even an argument. No. 
I said, I bet that the fastest man still looks up to people, still trains and has people who keep him in line, has a team of people that help him and listen to him. This is like the strangest argument ever. Like, (laughs) you'd have so much going on if, if that were the case. And you like, there's pieces of people, like maybe you're the best at something, but there's pieces of other people that are better at certain aspects of that thing but all together you're the best at it and you would look at them and find pieces of them that you would want to incorporate into yourself to be better right not i'm the best i'm just the best and i don't want to be better because i'm already as as ben folds once saying there's always someone cooler than you like and that's uh, there there always will be you're never the ultimate anything Hmm. you know And, and and to live your life thinking you are in our beyond reproach like teal babes this is not this is not a good look and i i do want to give a trigger warning for this next part because i'm going to read some of what her advice is to you if you are um, thinking about suicide oh boy okay and it's very problematic it is not advice that I would give you. It is not advice that anyone on a suicide hotline would give you. It is not advice that would be good. Right. <laughs> so if you want to skip forward, uh, you can, but just take this as what she's trying to say and not as what you should do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I only took a piece of her uh, her website for this, and it is very long, like scroll on and on long about suicide and um she's has a lot of videos of her saying that she knows better than other people because she's lived through wanting to kill herself uh therefore you she knows better than professionals that's uh, terrifying i will also say that most professionals who specialize in this have been there and that's why they specialize in it. Yeah. Okay. So I have talked about this multiple times through this, but the most dangerous part of this is her stance on how to manage people who are depressed and suicidal. She also seeks them out and tries to get them into her program. So this isn't just people finding her. She seeks them out and tells her followers to find other people that are friends of theirs that are going through similar things. Gosh. Uh-huh. And yes, parts of this are okay. But as someone actual who has actually been there myself, the whole thing is problematic. But parts of them show you a little bit of, oh, that makes sense. And then it leads into other things that don't. <laughs> right. So here is her guided meditation for people who are thinking about ending their life. All right. Imagine how you want to kill yourself. And where you want to kill yourself. Imagine every grisly detail. Imagine who is there and how they will react. Become aware of the impact you want it to have on other people and why you want your suicide to have that impact. Imagine watching every detail of your funeral and what happens with your body. Imagine watching people grieve and move on with their life. Imagine you are watching it all. Then imagine yourself going back to source, um, to source, become becoming part of the universal mind or God again. Imagine that you now, um, that now you have the relief you are seeking. 
you're not in pain anymore. You're watching the earth from, um, from that removed point of view. You left it all behind. You're just objectively viewing the madness down on earth. Let yourself imagine that peace for as long as you can. And when your mind begins to fidget in that space, I want you to ask yourself this question. Now what? Stop reading this article and do this exercise. <laughs> Before going any further, and when you are done, keep reading. What you have found out by doing this process is that there is nowhere to go um, from the peaceful stillness of death. Instead of permanently wonder, um, instead of permanently wonderful, it is a kind of endness of expression. And so what do we feel compelled to do as souls? Come back into the movement by coming back into life once more. This is the drive that fuels reincarnation. Death is nothing more than a halting of all forward momentum. And from that place, we find we desire momentum. And so if after death, the only place to go from there is towards life once more, we leave. Why not do the, um, the most with what we have already built from learned instant instead of starting over from scratch with a new life? She goes on to say that death is a restart button. No, <laughs> there's no, Even oh, teal. Um, she goes on to say that you um, are really, if you're really ready to get better, purchase her newsletter, go to a seminar or retreat, pay her or buy her books. It is disgusting. <laughs> like that yeah. was the next like part of that. Um, Total grift. What? Oh, that was weird. No, thank you. Go away. Okay. <laughs> it was like, you can now edit short clips on Zoom. Thank oh. you so much. Okay. Um, yeah, so again, her uh, little website thing is $79 a month that she tries to get you into after that. Um, oh. This is what she says about the people who have killed themselves after coming to her and doing the work that this is a one-size-fits-all program approach and if it does not work for you it is your fault and you already had one foot out the door oh my gosh there are at least six families that have come forward claiming teal is responsible for the suicides of their loved ones um uh, that they went to her hurting and felt and found peace in hitting the reset button uh, uh, she has not been held responsible legally, but I believe, yes, she is responsible. Yeah, no, she's responsible. Uh, she believes in reincarnation and that you will be reborn when you die. She uses these recovered memories to help them unlock these memories and add more trauma to actually bad memories that actually did happen to make them worse <laughs> in order to heal. And yeah, that's what she does through her seminars. That's what she encourages people to do. And that is what Teal does. She's a terrible person. Like, absolutely 100% terrible. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she is. I like, wish. Oh my gosh. Like, 
Let me see if I can even find a clip and maybe you can listen to her voice. Uh, she has 873,000 followers on TikTok. She has more on YouTube. That's shocking. Oh my gosh. Let's see. One of her pinned videos, maybe. Oh, do we want one on relationships, parenting, shadow work, spirituality, narcissism? Oh, narcissism. <laughs> Success and purpose. That seems a bit on the nose. Okay, let's see. One on narcissism. This relational adaptation style of codependency have understood that because everybody else is only interested in their own welfare and their own best interests, the best way for them to actually go about surviving and thriving in their environment is to in fact get rid of or give away or not even find in the first place aspects of their identity to give themselves a way to conform to the expectation of others, to get the approval of others, to fill in with those interests of others and by doing so to create this emotional contract that often takes place at a subconscious level whereby meeting the other people's needs their own needs somehow get met you will hear pretty much everywhere that codependents place a lower priority on their own needs while being excessively preoccupied with the needs of others this is not true it only looks like that on the outside the reality is that the preoccupation with the needs of others is their method for getting their own needs met Wow, TL, sounds like you. Um, you only help others to get your own needs met. <laughs> she sounds like she's 80. <laughs> she just like puts on this almost uh, accent or like dialect. You want to see what she looks like? Uh, why not? Okay. I she's can actually... see the devil incarnate. Like she's actually attractive. That voice, though. Come on. Focus. 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 Honestly, she looks rather terrifying, if I, if I say so myself. I can see terror when I look at her. Maybe there's just something in my head going, avoid, avoid. <laughs> Wow. Oh, my dad. You, you sure hit me with a doozy. Yeah. Thanks. My dad sent Can me have... reusable snow cone cups. Snow cone cups? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I told you my dad sends me really um, elaborate oh, right, right, gifts right, right, right. Yes. for Christmas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I have a. That's right. I have a popcorn machine, a cotton candy machine, and these are like industrial ones. <laughs> And now a snow cone machine for Christmas and oh. a karaoke machine, like a nice one that he sent a few years ago. That's amazing. I have to wrap that bad boy. I don't even know if I have enough wrapping paper for that. Wait, but it's for you, right? It's for the You got to wrap your own present? Oh, okay. Self to wrap. I wrapped my own present. present. I bought myself those Adventure Time tarot deck and I wrapped to mom from mom. Two months from mom. <laughs> Adventure time. It's my only present under the tree. Oh my goodness. Listeners, you must change this. No, okay. Here's the thing. When people send me things and I don't know like 
if they're presents, I I'm gonna open them already. Like I opened your stuff and I'm not gonna Yeah, wait. I guess I could have had them gift wrapped, but you know. Put them under the trees for the pickles. Pairs <laughs> of pickles gift wrapped. People at Amazon are probably going, What is my life at this point? I'm gift wrapping pickles. <laughs> oh watch, it'll be like a trans woman and she's like, I get this. I get this. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I understand completely. I don't know what it is. Like the hormones, they make you want pickles. <laughs> God bless the pickles. The next episode we record, I should eat the gummy pickle. <laughs> I got to see it. I got to see it happen. Oh, I wouldn't do it without you. Oh, Oh, okay. Well, I didn't mean it like that. But yeah, that's, you know, that's a nice sentiment. I like that. Get to watch you eat it. Yeah, I mean, I I hope, beyond all hope, it's not terrible. If it's just like a dill <laughs> gelatin. A gelatin dill! I don't know. That still sounds terrible. <laughs> it sounds pretty awful. I had a uh... dill. I had pickle flavored saltwater taffy. I saw that on Amazon too. They had that. It was okay. And I thought, okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought, like, okay, that could, that's promise. It was more dilly than vinegary, which is probably for the best. Really? I would rather have vinegar, I think, than dill. Yes. Vinegar, Can saltwater confirm. taffy? Vinegar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As opposed to dill. I mean, given those two options, give me vinegar. Oh, I don't know. Dill is not my favorite. Oh, it's so good. So, if you say so. If you eat a pickle, do you want like a spicy pickle then? If I eat a pickle, it'd be very rare that I <laughs> eat a pickle. So you wouldn't be... like my sandwich rings that I make. It's well, because it's a texture thing. That's all it There's is. There's no pickles in it. No, but like a texture, like for pickles it's a texture thing like why okay. i can't i can see that but they smell so good mm. like i love the smell of pickles do you drink the juice i've never no i've never tried the pickle juice it's good if you're dehydrated oh that's salt i can imagine oh we need to go on live and i'll eat my <laughs> pickle popsicle oh my god yes <laughs> Oh god. Well this has been this has been an episode, Tyler. Let yeah. me tell you. You have a challenge now for the next one. Uh, apparently, yes. Someone as atrocious as Teal. Or maybe we need a lighter one. <laughs> a lighter one. I handle the lighter side of things. You well, handle all the dark and you're like, that'll no. do Avon. <laughs> Avon. We're just going through all the companies at this point. <laughs> Tesla. Tesla. Oh, God. Elon Musk. Don't even get me started on him. Oh. Not necessarily a cult, but close enough at this point. I feel like there's like a cult following. Yeah. You're not wrong. Especially especially on X or Twitter, as we used to know it. May it rest in peace. Yeah. I think it's called Twitter X, though. Like the company. I think it's just, oh, it's it? just I X. I don't know. I think it's just X. Uh, yeah, I'm not thrilled. I have not been on there in a while, and I only was going on there for podcast stuff, but 
Right. Well, as I told you, I deactivated it when I, once I saw you let uh, Alex Jones back on. I'm just like, no, <laughs> no, I'm not going to be complicit in this. No, no, thanks. Uh, and to my followers, I also want to give. A, I'm sorry that I haven't been making as many co- as much content as I am used to making. I've been having a lot of appointments and working. And you're busy. Yeah, you're busy. You got a lot of stuff going on. And honestly, this episode took a f- couple weeks of research. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, so I hope that you enjoy the extra research episode. They will. Uh, and if they don't. I'll, I'll write them a strongly worded letter. Perfect. Um, <laughs> and if you go onto YouTube, even if you watched on an, one of the podcast sites for audio, if you go onto YouTube and can leave us suggestions uh, for different cults you want to hear or culty things or high power group things, doesn't have to be an actual cult. Um, we would love to follow it. If you own a brewery, we mm-hmm. would love to try your beers on here. Um, Absolutely. So, or if you have a favorite brewery or anything, um, we we would love to try those if uh, you would like us to. Um, I don't know how you would get them. Are you allowed to mail beer? I think so. I think so. Yeah, you can. I've, I've had beer mailed before. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to do that, we can set that up. Um we yeah have some exciting things for the future uh for this segment um lee has been going through a lot of personal stuff right now we will be recording this week but we will be skipping a previous week that has already happened (laughs) once you get this episode um but that is because of stuff going on in in both of our lives um that we got a little behind and weren't able to record because of some health things going on so um we will be back on it and recording as soon as we can Uh, we are recording an episode this week but i don't know if it'll be every week um for a couple of months while stuff is going on so i will i'll try to um do some extra stuff well, we got something fun planned for January. Let me tell you what. What? I'll tell you what. Oh, should I drink some of my Gatorade for you? It's like yeah, water. You should hydrate, yeah. Oh my goodness, that was like a... It, I don't even think it touched your lips at that point. I don't think it... There we go. Look at that. Okay. That's some good gulping action there. Don't, honestly, don't, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't hurt yourself there. Did I send you my uh, New Year's advice? No. Mm-mm. So on New Year's Eve, um, you should, everyone should kiss a woman because it was at, it, it's Eve, not, not New Year, New Adam. Not New Year's Adam. Oh no! Okay, <laughs> love it. So there's your advice for. <laughs> there's your advice, and on that bombshell. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that was terrible. I'm sorry. Um, was terribly good. Do you have any good news for the week? I don't. No, I mean, what 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 good news is there? There's no good news. Yeah. Everything everything sucks. 
Just Except kidding. Everything's great. No, really. <laughs> I haven't thought about my ex. <laughs> there you go. Uh, oh, wait, just did. Uh, I like all, right. Song. all right, guys. Um, if you like what you like, if you like this, <laughs> if you like what you like, which is this, like. which is this, give us a like, give us a follow, have it automatically download the episode because that gives us a, a view automatically when it comes up on Spotify. If you're on there, um, and on YouTube, uh, if you want to see our faces and everything that like follow Jordan around. Uh, definitely yes. that. <laughs> there were a few times where it got intense and it like starts like, zooming in on your face. <laughs> What's he doing? <laughs> All right, Tyler. All right. Homes. It's your pee pee break. Take us home. All right. Uh, I will post all the things and do all the likes and the follows and the comments and the shares and the and all the things because we're great. We're great. Bye. Bye.